Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. The point is getting to the point fast. The point is hearing the nation on your morning commute. The point is having couchside feel like courtside. The point is journalism that gets right to the point of the story and why it matters to you. USA Today, to the point. It's Thanksgiving week, and we have a lot to be thankful for here on It's a Football Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another edition. I'm Safa Dean, drawn by Tyler Dragon. We are your NFL insiders with USA Today Sports. Now, Tyler, we're going to get into a lot of talk about the Chiefs, the 49ers, how everybody else is doing before this Thanksgiving week of games. But, man, I just can't help to think about your horrible, horrible the most, the worst take I've ever heard in all the Thanksgiving takes that you have, Tyler. I cannot believe you feel this way. I cannot believe you believe this. I can't believe you actually said this out loud, Tyler. Um, and it really, since the last year I've heard it, really questioned my friendship with you, man. It's actually a great take. It's also a healthy take. And it is that mac and cheese is disgusting. It's what? not good for you. It's high calories, high cholesterol, fattening. And I recommend for everybody who is going to eat a Thanksgiving meal. Don't listen to Tyler. Just Just buy that. Go to the turkey, the dressing, Uh stuffing, whatever, however you call it. The (laughs) candy yams, Mm -hmm. the greens, the ham. Go do all that bypass the macaroni and cheese it's not good for you the other stuff isn't great for you either okay okay i will i will say that okay come on mac and cheese is nasty and and this is a tip pro tips off it mac and cheese makes you full quicker so if you want more turkey dressing stuffing whatever candy yams that you you will be able to consume more of that tyler You don't have the mac and cheese. Oh, don't forget Tyler. about the greens too. The greens, the greens are good too. Tyler, you can't give me, you can't give me a pro tip on mac and cheese if you don't like it, man. <laughs> you can't give me a pro tip on mac and cheese if you don't like it. I don't understand what you don't like about mac and cheese. It's cheesy. It's warmth. It's goodness. It's everything about comfort food that we love. It takes you back to a time, on a previous Thanksgiving or Christmas where you had some really good mac and cheese. You're with your family. You're enjoying life. You're going to enjoy life again with a nice little scoop of that mac and cheese with your, with your turkey, with your dressing stuffing, with your greens and everything. You know, everything is all together, touching on one plate. You're probably one guy who puts everything on one separate plate, huh? You can't even deal with it all touching each other, huh? You're, you're correct. You're correct. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like my food touching something. I, I Tyler, now, it can touch a little bit, but like my candy yams, separate plate. Because the candy, I get a whole, I will admit, I probably get about two or three portions of candy yams. So that goes in a separate plate. And then my turkey, 
and uh, dressing, that's all probably on one plate too, because I get a healthy sized portion of that. But mac and cheese is nasty. Bypass that. It it just isn't good. Mind I just you, don't understand why you don't like mac and cheese. I just well, don't understand. I, I do. I do have to say, I just don't like cheese. Mm. I, I think cheese is nasty. And yes. this might this this will shock a lot of people. A lot of times when I get pizza, I will get pizza without any cheese on it. Uh, this this, this, <laughs> this wraps up this edition of It's a Football Podcast. Tyler, you just proved to everybody that you do not deserve any kind of credibility whatsoever with any refutes. You don't like cheese. You don't order cheese on pizza. You think everything else on the Thanksgiving plate is healthy when it's not. Then you can't let your food touch each other, although they're all going to be inside your stomach together. You have no credibility to talk about anything about food, Tyler. Well, mind you, I, I did say that the other things uh food items might be unhealthy as well so I, I i will say that but food food touching just doesn't it doesn't taste good like i don't want like my turkey and dressing touching my greens i don't want it touching my ham mm. because I, I don't want that mixed together like i want that all separate it's, it's all a mix it's all a mix. i don't want my gravy touching my candy yams that that throws mm. it off that it throws it that, that that yeah, that's a throw off. That's a good See? throw off right there. <laughs> See, that right there. But if you place everything, you know, nice and even, you know, everything. I don't know, Tyler. Stop it. You, it's gonna run together. Do you like chocolate? I do like chocolate. Okay, I was gonna say. All right, so there is some saving there with you, Tyler. But <laughs> there's some saving. I just don't like your mac and cheese take. Uh, Matthew Judon, the Patriots Ed Rusher. He's playing on Thursday night. We're gonna hear about his horrible mac and cheese take that we heard from at the Super Bowl. He's going to be telling everybody around the world he doesn't like mac and cheese just like you. And I'm here to say it's the most horrible take in all of Thanksgiving. Um, I have to respectfully disagree with you, Safet. Uh, shout out to my brother, Matthew Judon. We're <laughs> part of an uh, exclusive fraternity that, that does not like macaroni and cheese. And it's, big, it's a bigger club than you think, Safet. Uh, yeah. All the lactose intolerant people. I'm not lactose intolerant, but you have all those people. And then there's a huge, huge population of us that do not like macros. You guys all need help, Tyler. <laughs> you all need help. Tyler, let's get into some football, man. Chiefs, 49ers, to me, they look like they're on a collision course to meet in the Super Bowl again. Um, you know, they met in the Super Bowl early 2020 before COVID in Miami. Um, two different teams, two different times in this world since when uh, they last met in the Super Bowl. But Man, the 49ers are on a tear. Um, they have an abundance of riches on offense. Um, they have one of the best defenses in the league. They just took care of a Cardinals team going to nowhere in Mexico on Monday night. Um, I think the 49ers have a chance to really run the table here and take the number one seed in home field advantage in the NFC. What do you think? I agree with you. The 49ers are playing the best football in the NFC. I think, you know, they are – Excellent on defense. They're ranked number one in that side of the football in the NFL. D'Amico Ryans has that unit playing very well. And offensively, it's just pick your poison. Do you stop Debo Samuel? Do you stop Christian McCaffrey? Do you stop George Kittle? I mean, it's, it's an embarrassment of riches on the offensive side of the football. Oh, and I didn't mention they probably have the best left tackle in all of the NFL and Trent Williams. So the 49ers, they're playing very good. They dominate in the trenches on both sides of the ball. They're 4-0 in the 
NFC West. And it's looking like they won't lose a game in a division all season. They already swept the defending Super Bowl champion Rams, who look like they're pretty much done. They beat the Cardinals, killed the Cardinals last night, and they already beat the Seattle Seahawks. Now, they do have a game in Seattle uh, later in the season. That could be, you know, a test. But I really do think the 49ers, they're going to easily win the NFC West. And I agree. They, they probably they are looking like a team that is going to represent the NFC in the um, Super Bowl coming up in February in Glendale, Arizona. Well, look, I, I look at the 49ers schedule, and for me, it could be one of the easiest schedules remaining for the, for the team. Uh, when you look, they have four losses. Uh, three of those came on the road. Um, they don't play well on the road this season. It was early this season, too. Lost in Atlanta, lost in Denver, um, lost in Chicago in a rainy, rainy affair. Um, their other loss was at home against the Chiefs. The first game they had Christian McCaffrey, so that wasn't really a well-tooled product, although – the Chiefs made their statement to San Francisco quite loudly. I just look at this rest of the schedule, man. They have three straight home games. You got the Saints, you got the Dolphins, you got the Bucks. Um, you got a good chance to beat the Dolphins and Bucks both at home. I think they're going to get past the Saints, no problem. After that, Seahawks, Commanders, Raiders, Cardinals. None of those teams scare me. Maybe I mean the Thursday night game in Seattle is a scare. But I think if you win that game, it's a real solidifying thing for San Francisco. They could definitely get the number one seed and kind of run the table uh, for the rest of the playoffs here. Um, for me, I'm not sure who else is going to really upend San Francisco. It's either going to be an injury or something like that for them. Cause I think Philly's not going to be the same without Dallas Goddard. I think uh, a lot of other teams that should be in the mix are out of it. Like the Packers, maybe the bucks, um, you know, definitely the Rams they're out of it. Um, <laughs> and, We'll see if the Vikings or Cowboys could do something. But for me, it's San Fran, man. I agree with you. You look at Philadelphia, they're playing okay, but you look at what the 49ers do well, and that's really the Eagles' kryptonite. The Eagles cannot uh, stop the run, and the 49ers run the football extremely well. Uh, The Eagles, they usually win the battle in the trenches too each and every week, but the 49ers, they're probably better in that area than the Eagles are. So they are going to be a tough matchup if they do meet the Eagles in the playoffs. And we just saw the Vikings get decimated by the Dallas Cowboys. I don't trust Kirk Cousin and the Minnesota Vikings at all. I know Justin Jefferson is one of the best receivers in the national football league, but I do not trust Kirk Cousins and that, Losing 40 to 3, I'm done. You can't lose 40 to 3 in the game. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> and the, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they are a scary football team, though, because obviously you don't want to go against Tom Brady in the playoffs. That experience, they got a lot of Super Bowl winners in that team. So that's going to be a tough team in the playoffs to face. Uh, but when I look across the NFC, the Dallas Cowboys, they're playing pretty well. The Philadelphia Eagles, uh, but the 49ers, they are playing the best football in the conference. So let's uh, let's stay over the NFC because me and you, we're going to talk a lot about the Chiefs for sure. Uh, but let's stay in the NFC here. Cowboys got a big game on Thursday against the Giants, beat the Vikings as well. I told you last week I thought the Vikings were in for a letdown, and they proved me right. <laughs> um, the thing I like about Dallas, Tyler, is 
Uh, Tony Pollard should be running back one. I think Tony Pollard offers that offense a little bit more explosive play. Uh, you saw with the two receiving touchdowns that he had last week in Minnesota. And I think Zeke is the perfect option too because he's a power back. You give They both had two touchdowns in that game. And I think that's the way Dallas needs to use their two running backs. Let Zeke be the power guy. Let Pollard be the finesse, speed, edge, use him on the backfield kind of guy. And I think you can really get teams off balance there when you throw in Dalton Schultz. And, you know, of course, you got CeeDee Lamb there. Um, I think that is a good recipe. It's just you don't know how the Cowboys are going to falter, right? So I, I agree with you. I think Tony Pollard is – running back one, but Ezekiel Elliott gets to start kind of a, a legacy start based on reputation. But if you yeah. look at the last game, they split, they both had 15 carries. And then Tony Pollard obviously had uh, six catches for over a hundred yards and those two touchdowns in the game. So Tony Pollard is getting pretty much even amount of touches or even more touches than Ezekiel Elliott. And it's obvious when you watch the Cowboys play that Tony Pollard and that offense is more explosive when he is on the field, whether he's catching passes out of the backfield or running the football. But I also have to give a shout out to Micah Parsons. I think defensive player of the year is almost over with him. The first offensive series for the Vikings, <laughs> he was just wrecking the game. Yeah. Fumble, it, he is an amazing player and I think defensive player of the year it's his to lose right now and that Dallas Cowboys defense with Parsons and Diggs and uh, Lawrence they're a scary team too I look at all the teams in the NFC the Cowboys do scare me however you know how I feel about the Cowboys of course every time in the playoffs it's an accident waiting to happen they're a roller coaster yeah they're a roller coaster that crashes (laughs) they're going to make a critical mistake (laughs) <laughs> that calls them in the game. And against the 49ers, I do not trust the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. I trust the 49ers and that crew. So what about the Eagles and the Vikings, though? You know, could they beat the Vikings again? Um, I think they could beat the Vikings at home. I think they could soar themselves against the Vikings at home, too. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the Cowboys. Um, I don't know if I like the Cowboys in Philly against the Eagles, but we'll see. I wanted to get into some Eagles talk with you because they barely squeaked by the Colts, Colts mm-hmm. last week. Um, Nick Sirianni, I don't know if you heard his comments after the game, man, but he was a little spicy. Mm-hmm. Um, he worked under Frank Wright, the former Colts coach, um, as an offensive coordinator in Indy before taking the Philly job. So you could only imagine what he had to say in regards to, <laughs> excuse me, in regards to Saturday being the, uh, the Colts coach. It was so funny, man. He said, I'll tell you what I think about it, but, uh, you don't want to know what I really think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the Eagles put it in Jalen Hurts' hands. Jalen Hurts converted a, converted a fourth and two and then uh, kind of walked into the end zone on a crazy play. It's like the Red Sea parted with his O-line. He just literally walked straight in the middle of the field into uh, into the end zone to beat the Colts. But um, their last two games against the Commanders, you lose at home, barely get by the Colts right here. And it was the first game without Dallas Goddard, who's on short-term IRR with a shoulder injury. Uh, the Eagles got the Packers at home on Sunday night, and the Packers aren't doing well either. But I'm kind of concerned about the Eagles' offense. I, I, I think they can pull out more games than they have. They have played really well to start the season, but 
the concerns are definitely there. Teams are going to force Jalen Hurts and that Eagles offense to beat them through the air. We already know they can run the football uh, pretty well, but Jalen Hurts has to be able to beat teams with his arm. And then their defense is giving up way too many rushing yards, and that's why they lost to the Commanders. That's why the Colts gave them a run for their money. Um, the loss of uh, Jordan Davis is definitely is going to hurt, but he's expected to be back soon. I want this Eagles team to prove that they are legit by being able to stop the run. And Jalen Hurts has to keep on showing people that he can beat teams with his arm because that is going to be crucial for the Philadelphia Eagles once they enter the playoffs. Teams are going to try to take away that run. Stack the box. Okay, Jalen Hurts, are you going to be able to make this throw to A.J. Brown? Are you going to be able to make this pass to Devontae Smith? That is going to be the question. I still do believe in this defense. Once they get healthy, they'll be able to stop the run. I really love their secondary. But the passing game on offense, being able to stop the run, that's the two biggest areas of concern for the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, look, I – if you stop, if you stack the box, Jalen Hurts is not going to run on his own, and he's been really successful as a runner this year. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ Brown, we've seen him connect with those two guys, right? Him, him, and Devontae Smith, we've seen him connect with those two guys. For me, if you don't have Dallas Goddard, that that's been his safety valve. Mm-hmm. It was the second target, kind of ahead of Devontae Smith, and I think during that game against the Commanders, I think flirted a little too much with, you know, feeding the ball to Devontae Smith early in that game. It was Devontae Smith's birthday, um, but that's kind of not how – they don't play like that. They don't play through Devontae Smith. They play through A.J. Brown, the run game. So I think that's why they lost that Commanders game. Um, But, yeah, I think losing Goddard for the next four weeks is going to hurt Philly, Um, you know, just because, like I said, he is a safety valve there. And when you have a player like that that you depend on, a big guy, a big target, bigger than Devontae Smith for sure, um, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a safety valve that you can't really afford to lose. And, uh, coming up, the Eagles have Green Bay at home on Sunday night. They got the Titans after that, both at home. Um, and then they're going on the road for two, for three straight games, excuse me, Giants, Bears, Cowboys. Um, so that's a little bit of a stretch here. That's why I kind of see San Fran jumping ahead of Philly. I mean, that's a lot of games to kind of lose and make, uh, you know, for Philly to lose and for San Fran to win, but. I really think San Fran could, you know, probably go five and two, six and one the rest of the season. And I think the Eagles could probably lose a little bit more than one or two games and, and kind of even it up here. The thing about that is all those teams you mentioned have a good running game and have the ability to expose the Eagles run defense. I mean, the Packers have a good run game. We already know what Derrick Henry and Titans can do. But yeah. the, Bears have, the Bears, they're not a good football team, but they have the best running team in the NFL. Cowboys, we discuss them. So the Eagles, they're going to have to shore up that run defense because these teams, their game plan is going to be able to try to run on the Eagles all day in those games. Definitely. You forgot about the Giants with Saquon. Yeah, Giants do. All those teams have good running backs. Yeah. Um, Let's touch base on the Vikings, Tyler, because we saw after their big win in Buffalo, it was a quote-unquote game of the year. And the next week's game of the year, they took a huge loss, man. 40-3. Dak had two touchdowns passing. Tony Pollard had two touchdowns receiving. Uh, uh, Zeke had two touchdowns in that game. Uh, it was not a good game to start Justin Jefferson in fantasy football, nor Dalvin Cook. Definitely not Kirk Cousins. 
Um, it was a huge letdown in Minnesota. But I think there's no better rebound than to host the game four days later on Thanksgiving. So Minnesota's going to get the uh, the Patriots on Thursday night, NBC game. Uh, for me, I think the Vikings are still in good shape, even though they have that loss. I think it was a good loss for them to have. I didn't expect them to win both these games. I thought they were going to drop at least one of them. Um, but that's the thing about the Vikings is you saw it in that Bills game exactly, and I saw it in other games too. They will find ways to lose games and then come back and and have a great play to win the game, right? And you're wondering which one is going to win over. Um, the Vikings, I think they're going to be a top three seed, though. I'm not sure if they're going to lock down home field or, or, or get the bye. But um, you got the Pats at home, the Jets at home. You visit the Lions. You got the Colts at home and you got the Giants at home before you go on the road and end the season at the Packers and at the Bears. So that's four, four straight, four out of five is at home. And you already have one of the best records already in the league. I think the Vikings are in great shape. Yeah, they're pretty much a lock to win the NFC North. They're miles ahead of the Green Bay Packers. I'm just disappointed in that performance. It was their worst home loss <laughs> since the 1960s. It was pretty much from start to finish. You let Michael Parsons wreck the game from the very beginning. That offense couldn't get anything going. Three points at home, really. And it was the Cowboys' largest margin of victory uh, on the road Ever. in guys history. So, I mean, that was just an abysmal performance by the Minnesota Vikings. They played as though their game against Buffalo was their Super Bowl, and they won the Super Bowl, and then the Cowboys were just, you know, an exhibition game. That That's pretty much how it felt the entire day. Um, luckily for them, you know, they could have a short memory, hopefully, and like you said, quick turnaround playing on Thursday night against the Patriots team. They have a good defense, too. You know, Bill Belichick. Is they don't have no offense, Tyler. Calm down. Calm down. They, they have no offense. That, that's why I said defense first. <laughs> <laughs> but you know Bill Belichick is going to coach that team up and have them ready to play. I do think the Vikings will get back to their winning ways. But that game right there, teams are going to put that game on tape and watch that tape, review the tape, especially in the playoffs when they play one of these upper echelon Teams in the NFC, i.e. the Philadelphia Eagles, maybe even the Dallas Cowboys again, the San Francisco 49ers, they're not afraid of the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. I, 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 that's the thing with the Vikings, man. I, you know, you could be scared. If you you catch them on the wrong day and you'll be out of the playoffs, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. If Justin Jefferson is catching 160 yards, is going to touchdowns, Donald Cook is rushing, you know, for 80 yards and puts up 100 total and he scores one, you're in for a bad day, man. That's why the Vikings are like literally the biggest wild card in the league. You do not know what team you're going to get each week. You know what the matchup I would love to see in the wild card round of the playoffs is the Minnesota Vikings and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You really don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get at all. Because I, 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 you probably agree with me on this. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucs won that game. I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings won. I would pick the Vikings to win, but I would not be shocked at all if the Bucs won that game in the playoffs in Minnesota. In Minnesota, yeah, you got Tom Brady indoors. You know, it's not really – I mean, Minnesota has a great crowd. It's one mm-hmm. of the best stadiums in, in our country, but um, that's a great game. That would be right. a great game, Tyler. Wow. <laughs> we'll do more predictions on playoff games and what they should be. we got a couple more weeks here in the season. 
Um, but Tyler, let's switch gears to the AFC. Um, and let's talk about the Bills, man. They had a crazy, crazy week. Snowed in about six feet, five inches or so, 72 inches. I lost count. It was snow higher than Josh Allen. I mean, literally snow taller than Josh Allen, who's 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. They had a crazy week in Buffalo. Couldn't get to their facility to practice. Needed neighbors to come and help them shovel snow out the way so they can clear the roads, get to the facility just so they could travel to Detroit for their game on Sunday. On top of that, they have to go back to Detroit on Thursday for a game. So you got two straight short weeks with no practice, two weeks affected by weather. Um, I'm not sure how the Bills are going to do against the Lions who have won three in a row, Tyler. I'm, I'm really not sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Both of these games are against teams below 500. Yeah. The Bills are going to beat the Lions on Thanksgiving. It's a tradition that the Lions are uh, televised and play football on Thanksgiving. It's also a tradition that the Lions lose on Thanksgiving. So <laughs> the Bills are going to win that game. They're a much more talented football team. Yeah. Now, Van Gamble has the Lions playing better football. Yeah. I really like what they're doing. They seem to be slowly but surely turning things around. Yeah. Come on. The Bills are a Super Bowl contender. They're a better team. They're going to win on Thanksgiving. I hear everything you're saying, Todd. I hear everything you're saying. And to me, conventional wisdom also says the Bills go ahead and and, and just whoop up on Detroit. Just whoop up on them, right? But, like, I just – I don't know, man. They, they barely – you had the game last week in Cleveland uh, against the Browns in Detroit. Um, Stefan Dace is like barely targeted in the game. It was kind of like a sleepwalk until they broke it open late in that fourth quarter, right? And then, then I look at the Lions. You beat the Lions beat Green Bay at home. They beat Chicago in Chicago. They beat the Giants in New York last week. Dan Campbell has won his first two home games as Lions coach in two years, okay? This is the first three-game win streak for Detroit in a really long time. This is a team for, that's practicing together, that's playing decently. You beat a good Green Bay team. I don't know about the other two teams. That you a beat, good okay? Green Bay team? A decent Green Bay team, sorry. A decent Green Bay team. You beat a team that is better than you, right? Yeah, okay. Okay. Um and you beat the Giants, who've been playing better than you all this year. Mm-hmm. I think if the Bills are not practicing, I think it opens a window up for Detroit. Yeah, it, it, anybody has a chance any given Sunday. <laughs> I, so I want you to pick the Detroit Lions. When we do the picks, uh-huh. make sure you say it with your chest and you pick the Lions. <laughs> we have to look up the, uh, the NFL updates, give you a day schedule, and see how bad the Lions have been. All these years, I don't remember the last time they got a win. I don't remember at all. I don't remember. I think the best part about the Lions playing on Thanksgiving, I remember one year Aretha Franklin sang the national anthem <laughs> several years back, but it was great. It was one of the best national anthems I've ever heard. 2016, the Lions won, they won in 2015 and 14 and 13. Wow, they won four in a row at one point. Who, who, who remembers that? <laughs> Six years ago. So they haven't won a Thanksgiving in six years. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, Tyler, let's stay in our AFC talk here, though. And I wanted to talk about two more teams. Um, first, let's talk about the Chargers, man. I think I think the Chargers have the toughest road to get to the playoffs. 
out of any team in the league. Maybe – no, sorry. The Bengals have the toughest road. The Chargers have a tough road, but they're down a little too too early, right? They're 5-5. Five and five. You lost to the Chiefs twice already. Keenan Allen's back. That's a positive. Uh, Mike Williams played like two plays, then he hurt his ankle again, which is not good. Um, but I think having one good player back is better than nothing at all for Justin Herbert and the Chargers. And when I look at their their uh, schedule coming up, on the road against the Cardinals, I take that as a win. On the road against the Viking, uh, Raiders, I'll take that as a win. You got the Dolphins at home. That's a toss-up. You got the Titans at home. That's a toss-up. At the Colts, that's a win. Uh, against the Rams at home, obviously, uh, I think that could be a win, too, if Cooper Cup's not playing. And you're on the road against the Broncos in the season. You better win that game if you want to make the playoffs. <sighs> this is tough for me. Stop it. This I know it's, it's your boy, Justin Herbert, man. It's your boy. The Chargers have to figure out a way how to win these, you know, tough games against the San Francisco 49ers, against the Kansas City Chiefs. They, they have better than that way. A lot of great wins this season against quality opponents. I mean, the win against the Seahawks, I mean, not, excuse me, not, they lost the Seahawks. They got blew out by the Seahawks. A win against the Falcons, I mean, that was pretty good, I guess. But I look at this Chargers team, and they've been decimated by injuries, both on offense and defense. And they're beginning to start getting getting some of their players back, as you mentioned. But they have to start winning some of these games to be able to make the playoffs. And if they don't make the playoffs, I said this on the radio before in some podcasts that Brandon Staley is going to be in hot seat if they don't make the playoffs. Yeah. Regardless of all the injuries that they have endured, you still have a top flight quarterback. You still have some stars on the defensive side of football. Derwin James, Khalil Mack. The Chargers, I mean, you got to win. The game against the uh, Arizona Cardinals this weekend is a must win. A must win. They've already lost to AFC West. The AFC West is over. Mm-hmm. They got to <laughs> so get like a wild card. The dunk contest is over. <laughs> that the, the division is over. But for them to get a wild card spot, they got to start winning some of these games, especially this weekend against the Arizona Cardinals. Well, look, the, the, the Chargers need some help. I think not only do they have to win, I think they need the Patriots to lose out. I need that they need the Jets to lose a little bit. And I think one team that could help them because they got the toughest road out of any team, I think, in my opinion, are the Bengals, man. Jamar Chase isn't close to coming back yet, but he is kind of close. You got Joe Mixon out with a concussion right now. Uh, you beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. That was huge because of how they blew you out in week one. Um, but uh, Joe Burrow's got to play the Titans this week in Tennessee. Um, rematch of the playoffs last year. Not going to have Chase, not going to have Mixon. And Derrick Henry is healthy like he wasn't last year. Um, I think that's tough going for the Bengals who have the toughest schedule. At Titans, you got the Chiefs at home, Browns at home. You got to visit the Bucks, visit the Pats. Then you finish at home against the Bills and Ravens. That's a gauntlet, man. That's a gauntlet. That's a playoff every week. It is. The Bengals, they're only one game ahead of the Chargers in the uh, AFC playoff race. Yeah. I would say the Bengals will probably get the seventh seed and the Chargers supplant the Patriots at six because the Chargers are one game behind the Patriots as well at six and four. And I don't really trust the Patriots down the stretch. Bill Belichick, 
He's the best coach of all time. He has the Patriots playing above their heads, but I have them losing to the Vikings. The Patriots, I wouldn't be surprised if they lost to the Arizona Cardinals in a few weeks. Kyler Murray is probably going to be healthy that game. They yeah. still play the Bengals, as you said, the Dolphins, the Bills. The Patriots aren't going to win too many games here down the stretch, but the Chargers have to start winning some of these games and have to win close games. The Chargers are an accident waiting to happen, too. Yeah. <laughs> once yeah. once Patrick Mahomes had that touchdown and Justin Herbert had the football with 31 seconds, I knew the Chargers weren't going to win that game. Of the Chargers' only chance to win was a defense stopping Patrick Mahomes, and you knew that wasn't going to happen either. <laughs> so, you know that's not going to happen either. I, I just yeah. – uh, like you said about Brandon Staley, I think Justin Herbert's going to get some unfair criticism because it'll be three straight seasons. He doesn't make the playoffs if he doesn't. Um, that's going to be tough for him and the Chargers and all that stuff. Um, I just come back to the Bengals, man. I think if they get through this godless somehow, Titans, Chiefs, Browns, Bucks, Patriots, Bills, Ravens, like you're playing every team in the playoffs essentially <laughs> for the rest of the year. Like if the Bengals get into the playoffs, I don't want to see them in the most. I think they're going to be the most prepared because they had all these teams to prepare against. You know, it's not like you're going to play the Colts or the, or the Broncos or the Cardinals or the Raiders to end your season. No, I'm playing playoff teams. I, I think. I think the Bengals could be in for a special season if they can get through this gauntlet, man. I am really looking forward to the Bengals and Titans game this weekend. Uh, Jamar Chase is probably not going to play. There is talk that he could start practicing this week on a limited basis. But the the Titans, they're motivated to beat the Bengals after the Bengals smacked them around at home uh, to knock them out of the playoffs last year. Derrick Henry is going to be motivated. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, remember he went to counseling after that game. So you know he's going to be trying to redeem uh, himself. Uh, it's going to be a tough environment for the Bengals to win this weekend, but I that's might be the game of the week. Might be the game of the week. Titans Bengals might be the game of the week. Really? There's so yeah. many games this week, Tyler. We got a couple there games are, on there, there's, there's a lot of games. But got, games might on be Thursday. Game got a couple games on Sunday. Uh, Tyler, let's get right into our picks, man. It's Thanksgiving week. It's a short week. Let's give the people what they want and get out of here so you can have some mac and cheese and change your mind for once. Uh, no, thank you. I will mm-hmm. not have macaroni and cheese. I will have some candy yams, though. Best dish. <laughs> best dish. Yeah. Number one the in the power. The best dish. All right, Tyler. Let's get into our a couple thir- uh, Thursday games, Thanksgiving games. Uh, like we mentioned, Bills at Lions. Uh, Buffalo won in Detroit last week against the Browns while the Lions have won three straight. Who you got in this game, Tyler? I I like what the Lions have done, like I said. but Like you said or like I said? What are you talking about? No, no, no. I, I gave them some credit. Three-game winning streak, longest winning streak, and uh, Dan Campbell's uh, error in Detroit. And, and a lot of errors. And a lot of errors <laughs> yeah, in right. Detroit. But it's a tradition that the Lions lose on Thanksgiving, and they're going to lose this Thanksgiving as well. You know what? I'm going to pick the Lions, Tyler. Tyler, I'm going to pick the Lions. I think the Lions win on Thanksgiving. I think they do, man. I think they do. Look, Josh Allen is playing a little shaky the last couple weeks. The Bills not practicing. I'm going to take 10 bucks and put a little parlay on the Lions, man. I- I'll do it. I- I'll put – I just do Lions money line if I were you guys. Just play around with it. You never know what can happen, you know? 
The the Bills aren't losing to the Lions. I'm going to tell you that right now. The Bills should not lose to the Lions. But for two straight weeks of no practicing and playing uh, really shaky, I think they might lose. Okay. I like how you said that with your chest. I like I, I like confidence. That's what you wanted me to do. That's what I did for you. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the Thursday afternoon game, we got the Giants at the Cowboys. Um, I don't know why the NFL likes to do this to us with the Lions at the Cowboys every year, but – it is pretty funny when uh, both those teams end up losing. I think one of these teams are going to win, man. Um, I think one, one of the teams between the Lions and the Cowboys win. Um, but for me, Tyler, I might have to pick both of them to win. I'm going to take the Cowboys over the Giants in this one. I like Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott a little bit too much, and the Giants don't have the offense to stand toe-to-toe with Dallas. The Giants aren't for real for, to me. I know Brian Dayball is uh, – well, at least was a coach of the year candidate. He has the Giants playing a lot better, um, but they're not for real. They're not a very good football team. Daniel Jones, uh, this Vanilla Vic stuff that I keep on hearing about Vanilla Jones, cut that out. He ain't he ain't a Vanilla Vic. He ain't you no know, <laughs> close to Mike Vic. Cut that out now. <laughs> uh, the, the Cowboys are going to win this game. The Cowboys are playing some of the best football in the National Football League. Cowboys are looking to win their first game on Thanksgiving since 2018. Wow. Wow, indeed. All right, Tyler, let's go on to the Sunday games. We just spoke about this. Uh, Bengals at Titans. Uh, No Jamar Chase, no Joe Mixon. Expected to play for the Bengals in this game. And Derrick Henry is healthy, unlike the last time he saw the Titans. Or, excuse me, unlike the last time these two teams met in the playoffs last year. Um, this was a big game for the Bengals last year. This kicked off their playoff uh, run. They, uh, you know, did they lose to the Raiders? First? Did they beat the Raiders first? Or did they beat the Titans first? They beat the Raiders first and then beat the Titans. Yeah, this was the big game that solidified their stance in the playoffs last year until they beat the Chiefs. Um, I think it's going to go the other way, though, Tyler. I'm taking the Titans in this one. I think Derrick Henry won, runs wild on them even though Joe Burrow is, is a beast, and I really like T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. I have a suspicion that the Titans circled this game on their calendar the when Titans the schedule came out, especially after last season ended for the Tennessee Titans. Their home crowd is going to be excited for this game, and Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, I expect to both have big games to try to redeem themselves after last year's disappointment. Uh, versus the Bengals in the playoffs. I have the Tennessee Titans win this game as well. Wow, two for the Titans. Producer Emily's going to hate that we picked the same team here. Uh, Producer Emily, I hope she comes back and she enjoys this segment here. Uh, we're going to pick the Rams at the Chiefs on Sunday. Tyler, I just I'm going to pick the Chiefs again. Oh, there she is. Look who's here. Look who's here. Um, Tyler, you know, the Rams are uh, – they got beat. And a the base times. better than that ways. Yeah, oh, Lord. They got they got beat a couple times this year by that team up in the Bay, man. I don't know if they're. Uh, and the base uh, better than that ways. Yeah, I don't uh, know. If... The, the, the these sound bites are killing me. Uh, I, I I I will be the bigger person and say this year. The base better than that ways. The Bay is better at football than LA this year. Wow, I, I will say that. 
You picked growth the stop it. Growth stop it. You Notice picked- I said football first, so y'all can cut out that soundbite and make a new one. <laughs> we have the we have the original one. It's even better than this one, Tyler. <laughs> and the base better than that way. Yeah, I I will say that the Rams, man. The this season's over. The, this this might be one of the worst Super Bowl hangovers of all time. Oh yeah. Three and oh, seven. Yeah. They're without Cooper Cup now. Jalen Ramsey, he's still a good cornerback, but he's taken a step back. He's been getting beat uh, yeah. pretty much almost every game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Donald's getting double and triple teams, so he can't do much with three people uh, <laughs> blocking him. The Rams are in trouble. They're going to lose again. I have the Chiefs by two scores, at least in this game. I like that one, too. Uh, British family, play Tyler Sound. I'm also going to pick the Chiefs again. I'm going to pick the Chiefs again. <laughs> you sound so happy every time you pick the Chiefs, Tyler. Why is that? I, I went against the Chiefs last week. I'm not going to do it this week. Why did you do it last week, Tyler? The Chargers usually split against the Chiefs. Oh, I expect oh. them to split because it was a must win for the Chargers to try to compete in the AFC West. Now it's over. And the base over. better than that way. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Both the L.A. teams are not doing well, Tyler, but the team in the Bay is doing much better this season. I think there's some correlation there, Tyler. Um, I think you knew I this was say, always going to be the Chargers case. Chargers are doing okay. They're doing okay. Their season's still afloat. It's rocky, but it's still yeah. afloat. The Rams are sinking. Yeah. I think, <laughs> there's, I think there's only one good California team this year, Tyler. Good? Yes. Yes. I agree. San Francisco 49ers. And the base better than that way. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Producer Emily is the greatest in the world. Last game, last game, Tyler. Let's go. Packers at Eagles. We have no sound for this. Uh, we need to make some for these. Actually, you know, I think we do have some sound for this game, Producer Emily. Your sound is readily available, but mine is. Producer Emily had time to bring in two sound bites during this process because behind the scenes, we are in a different room. So (laughs) we got two sound bites and nobody betting against Aaron Rodgers. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay because Tyler's uh, sound bites are far better, far better for It's a Football Podcast. We've built a whole podcast. On your two sound soundbites, Tyler. Oh man, and the bass better than that way. No worries. I can't believe I said that. What was I? I must have been like real tired, real drunk that day. I don't know. Maybe I changed. <laughs> <my drunk. laughs> it was definitely after a road trip. That's for sure, Tyler. It's definitely after a road trip. I don't know. Did you? Uh, you definitely need to go to Kansas City because uh, you would have been saying something else if you went to Kansas City. She only had time for two sound. I know, you know man. We don't have that one. I know, man. We're, don't worry. It's going to get in the podcast after. Uh, Packers at Eagles, Tyler, the last game. Well, let's get out of here. I really like the. Um, I really like what the Packers have found on offense in the last week or so with Christian Watson. They just they just could not afford to find it in November, man. I think Green Bay season is over. I think this is going to be a competitive game game against the Eagles. You know what? I'm going to take Green Bay, man. I don't like betting against Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to take Green Bay on the road to beat Philly. That shocked me almost as much as your Detroit Lions pick. I will say this. I am proud of Christian Watson because you can see him developing right before Mm -hmm. our eyes. He's becoming uh, 
pretty much a legit number one receiver, definitely a red zone threat. He's getting a lot better as his uh, rookie season un- unfolds. But come on. Come on. Yeah, I think I'm going to be wrong on this one. I'm, bet, I'm, 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 I'm betting against Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> You're taking the Eagles. You're taking the Eagles at home, huh? I'm, I'm they barely, barely got past the Colts last week. You're still going to take them? I mean, we discussed this before. The Eagles, they haven't been playing well. They can't stop the run. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They Jalen Tigers got two running backs. They do. A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones. Yes, they yeah. do. But Jalen Hurts, I think he's going to have a, a good game throwing the football because the Packers, they're going to try to stop uh, their run. And I think A.J. Brown and my boy Devontae Smith, Heisman Trophy winner. Oh, that's your boy? Yeah, that's my boy. They're going to win. Alabama, roll tide. Roll tide. I'm done with it, too. Uh, Tyler, I appreciate your picks. I'm sure producer Emily uh, appreciates all of the uh, divisiveness that we've had this week on the podcast. Um, World Cup is underway. Producer Emily's busy with that. We're watching the football as well, both football. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Speaking of the World Cup, didn't you pick Argentina to win? Argentina just lost to what, Saudi Arabia? Yeah, yeah, shout out to Saudi Arabia, all right? All right, it's one game. One You're game, kidding. Argentina will be back. Argentina will be back. Listen, they're, they're going to learn from that. I also picked Argentina to win it all. They're going to learn. They're going to find their way back. This, this, The loss to Saudi Arabia was honestly phenomenal. Uh, Saudi Arabia deserves plenty of credit for the way that they played, holding their line, attacking Argentina when they could. I will say you, you have a lot of room to talk because as we are recording right now, your pick, France, has not yet taken the field. So go well, ahead. Well, that was my pick. Time out. Oh, oh was it Brazil? Was it Brazil? Brazil. Yeah. Same uh, deal. Same deal. Brazil that, still has this whole cushion of a couple of days before they even play. So enjoy it while it lasts. Puff your chest. Oh, talk your chest. They're going to win their first game. We'll, we'll win their first game. How come none of us picked America to win? America hasn't won since 1930. <laughs> well, no, no, no. They got third. In 1930, that was their best finish ever. No, America's so, not good at soccer. We're not. We're not proud to be American for, for American soccer. You're time. not good at soccer. But we all That's will right. be watching when USA plays England on Black Friday. So. Yes, uh, no, we You're not going to be shopping. You're not going to be inside any stores, Tyler. I am. I might be online shopping. America's going to lose to England too. America is not good at soccer. We need to get this through. <laughs> They're not good. They're okay. Tyler, a take that I, I can agree with, but um, I just need you to come around on the mac and cheese, man. Uh, no, no, thank you. No. Guys, guys, thanks for listening to another edition of It's a Football Podcast. We appreciate you enjoying some of our banter, as we always do each and every week here. Uh, if you haven't already, downloaded the USA Today Sports Plus app in your Apple Store and in your Google Play. It is our sports-only app with USA Today. You can get all your favorite news and updates on all your favorite teams. Uh, Download it. Stay tuned with us. And we'll catch you again next week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It's a football podcast. Find it now on the USA Today Sports Plus app, where the biggest fans fan harder.
Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.